All right, everybody. Jason Davis, Jerry Dubois here with the Best Soccer Show, letting you know that as the uh, number of shopping days dwindles down, Jared, there is an opportunity here for Best Soccer Show listeners to get themselves some pretty good gear at a discounted price, uh, quality stuff. Yeah, our folks over at Mac Weldon are giving 20% off to our listeners using the new promo code soccer. Yeah, it's a new one. Use the word, use the word soccer. Get yourself 20% off at Mac Weldon. I mean, we're talking, you know, it, it, we focused a little bit on the underwear, mostly because Jared doesn't wear underwear and Mac Weldon is going to convert him into an, a, 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 an upstanding member of society instead of the derelict that he is right now. But we've got socks. We've got t-shirts. We've got sweats. There's a bunch of stuff. Well, did I tell you there's a new reason why you should shop MacWeldon.com? And I found out what that was this weekend. My, I took my boy with me, so I want to give my lady some 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 new undies, you know, for a stocking. I was thinking about getting a little something, something. <laughs> okay. And my kid, I take him into a let's say a, a name brand store, okay. and uh, and the whole time he proceeds to be so awkward by the all the mannequins and scanty clothes uh, articles. He walks, he holds my hand with his hands in front of his eyes the entire way through. And I'm just thinking, if you shop online, you don't have to worry about those type that, of that things. That is exactly the reason to shop online. Look, I am, I'm doing the single dad thing. And, and I mean, he's my kid. If he's not in school, he's with me, which makes it difficult sometimes. You know, you're, you want to go shopping for certain things of the adult, uh, variety. And, and yeah, now you have to deal with your kid pointing and saying, look, daddy, I can see his, Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to take your little girl with you into the men's uh, the brief section and yeah. like see packages and stuff like that. No you can avoid all that at MacWeldon.com. You know, you just one click of the button and you're good to go. There your you kid go. never has to watch, stop watching Scooby-Doo. Yep. MacWeldon.com slash, or sorry, not MacWeldon.com with a promo code soccer. That's what it is. MacWeldon.com. When you check out, use the promo code soccer. Get yourself 20% off. 20% off. That's one fifth off. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Right? I'll, I'll, no, I would take it. Right. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the Big Soccer Show. The best soccer show in the whole world. go best soccer show backheel.com jason davis jared dubois live on a monday afternoon what a weird time to be doing a show have we ever done a daytime show ever i i maybe in a pre-half post-game kind of thing but i love that right now technically i'm babysitting Oh yeah, because I'm watching your boy behind you. So I'll let you know if he acts up at all. Because it was right. midday today, if school's out. You got your 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 young beautiful boy there, Ethan, yeah. and he's currently. By the way, props. First of all, he's using a Viewmaster. I'm not sure if kids oh. that even know what a Viewmaster oh. is. Well, okay, let's just say, let's just. Uh, I'll point out that he's he he's grabbed the L.A. Galaxy promo Viewmaster off oh, my that's shelf. A, you raised him right. Uh, no, he doesn't know anything about the Galaxy, but he found the Viewmaster. He's absolutely free to. To take a look, I was thinking about that the other day. Viewmaster's complete. Somebody, uh, somebody saw one somewhere. Uh, maybe they have like a newfangled version or something. Like maybe it's like 3D now, or there's some view. You, they actually sell Viewmasters in the store, but not not like we used to have. Those were those were basic. Those were 
I don't know. I haven't seen any new versions or anything like that. But it just—it's not necessary anymore. Like, no, why true. do you need a viewmaster when you can just look at a phone for any image you ever want? This is absolutely well. I mean, if you're a, if you're a six year old kid, hopefully you're not rocking a phone to be checking out images. But uh, let's be honest, your kid has a tablet probably in front of him right now, of some kind. He has he has a Nintendo 3DS. His tablet is dead, actually, <laughs> and the charger's not here. So otherwise, he would have a tablet right in front of him. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah it is, the kids don't understand the, the struggle, man. They don't understand the struggle at all. No, absolutely. But let, well, let's not do our old man bit. Okay? We're not here to do our old man bit. We're here to talk. So- well, we'll, we'll talk whatever comes to mind, but definitely soccer. Uh, first and foremost, 347-756-6276 is the phone number. Uh, Jared, it's, look, it's, it's December 21st. The MLS season ended three weeks or two weeks ago. Um, there's, there's not a lot. Let's just, there's just not a lot happening, but there are a couple of things that that have been coming have come up in the, the last day or two that I think are interesting. One of them, I'm gonna start you with this, okay? Jermaine Jones is not shy about Ooh. putting his business out into the world. So Jermaine Jones got paid 2.8 million dollars last year. He is out of contract. He just got hit with a six game suspension because he went after Mark Geiger in that knockout round playoff game. And now he's mm-hmm. compl- he's complaining because the Revs are only offering him twenty percent of his last uh, salary. How do you think? How do you think? So the, what what's that? Make? What's that going to make it? Somewhere in the five hundred thousand dollar a right. year range. That's right. Five so, five something. Yeah. Probably something that's close enough to a DC DP contract that they can buy it down with Tam. That's probably the way they're looking. Yeah, at this. yeah, yeah. If you if you're in doubt, buy it down with Tam. But but I mean, do you think it's in- insulting to him? Um, I could see why he would be insulted, but I think it's good business by the Revs. If you think about it, he's he's no he's no younger than he was when he signed this contract two years ago. Um, he's going to be missing, I think, was it eighteen percent of the games this year with that six six game percent uh, suspension. Yep. I, I I get why they're trying to uh, kind of mitigate risk, but uh, from James Jermaine Jones' position, I, I I'd be arguing that look how well your team did without me. Look over last two seasons, what this team did with me and without me. It's it's stark the contrast between when he's in the lineup, healthy and available, and when he's not. So I, if I'm a New England Revolution fan, I would be nervous. I'd be nervous about losing Jermaine Jones. But from a front office yeah. position, I kind of get why they're out making the offer he does. But hey, listen, it is we've asked for this for a long time. We've talked about social media and players and how no one ever goes outside a certain box, yep. you know, and push the limits. I kind of dig from a very dirty voyeur perspective that Jermaine Jones is going after this and he's putting it out in public. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I think that maybe, I mean, he was, he got, when he signed that original contract, when it ended up blind draw and Don Garber had to grab, uh, a, a whatever, piece of paper out of something. We don't exactly know how that went. Let me get rid of that. Sorry. Uh, we don't exactly know how that went, but when they, when they signed him up, he was just off a World Cup, right? He, where he played very well, scored that screamer against Portugal. He, he was an international with some, some profile. That, he was paid a premium to come here. I mean, there's no doubt about that, right? Now, maybe you could argue, well, you need to pay him a premium because he's coming from Europe and to get a, to get a a European based player to MLS, you gotta pay him more money. Now he's here. His contract is up. This is what he's worth in MLS. I'm sorry. This is what he's worth in MLS. Now, that might not be fair to him overall, but it's that's just the, the fact of the matter. Is I, I, I'm sort of with you. Like on the one hand, if I'm a Res fan, I don't want to lose Jermaine Jones. But on the other hand, if he's getting this offer, I kind of have to rationalize and say that's 
That's what a guy like this is worth. Like, well, who could you get instead for two million dollars? Oh my gosh! I mean, you, you, there's a there's a number of different guys you could go after. What does what does uh, New England need? They don't necessarily need a big striker, but it would help. You know, they have a few guys that are pretty good up there. Charlie Davies, Juan Agudelo. They could deal with a big name guy, but you could find a guy for two million dollars. Listen, you get Marisa Du for half that. You could probably get Marisa yeah. Du for a million dollars. Would you rather have Marisa Du? Instead of Jermaine Jones at a million dollars in your pocket, or Jermaine Jones at thirty-five, well, okay. whatever he is right now, would at two point something. Well, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about the we're, we're talking about the uh, the club's perspective and the fans' perspective. From a fans' perspective, I don't care what they're paying him if he's hitting the budget at the same amount anyway. Either he's a DP and he's costing me costing the budget four hundred fifty thousand or whatever it is, or um, or he's you know paid five hundred thousand dollars and they're paying it. De- I mean. To me, it doesn't, as a fan, since I can't know exactly how they're handling him within the salary structure, it doesn't matter to me what they pay him. It's not my money. Why do I care? It does in this regard, and not, not, not with the, the example I just gave, but in the, in the actual real life scenario, if he's getting paid $500,000, you can buy him down with Tam. It does should matter to the fan because that now means that you have an extra DP slot. And okay. that should matter to the fan because that means that you can now have you see your team go after some kind of big name player that could really be a difference maker on this team. A million dollars, yeah, here or there isn't going to make too much of a difference to the, to the fan because they're probably never going to see it. But the difference between 2.3 and 500 and having an extra DP slot, that's a big deal. If it, yeah, if it frees up a DP, but that's the, this is a team that doesn't spend on D, they don't get DPs. They did one. They, one. One. And have they ever really shown a propensity for going out and doing big splashy stuff? I mean, they got Jermaine Jones and that was like, oh, look, they're actually doing something. They, they brought Juan Agadello back. I'm sure they're paying him a good chunk of change. But other than that, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, 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 I think that the crafts may have seen a little bit of return on investment in their last time around. They made an MLS cup. Okay. Mr. Kraft took a helicopter to the game out here in LA. Um, Maybe that's enough to kind of say that, hey, there is a return on this investment. I Don't get me wrong. They're never going to go splash the cash and get a guy like Zlatan with that DP spot. It's going to be some fairly unsexy guy that's going to be a good enough player yeah. to, to get the job done. Yeah. But it's still a guy. You know, it's still, it's still something different. But you're right. The track record doesn't really show that New England's the type of team that uh, will spend money on this. Um, phone lines are open, 347-756-6276. I just realized I put the wrong number on Twitter, so there's that. Uh, we'll put the right number on Twitter. Jared, Jared's already hit it from the Best Soccer Show account. Uh, give us a call. I know it's a Monday afternoon, but it's also, it's also a holiday week, Jared. And, and, okay, so I don't work in a traditional work setting anymore, okay? I'm never, I'm never in an office around a bunch of people. I don't have to worry about taking, like, submitting paperwork to take time off. I don't have to do any of that stuff. You do. Tell me what it's yeah. like this. And look, this is your busy season, so maybe you're not the best person to ask. But what's it like the week before a holiday or the, the couple of days before the holiday? Are, is anybody getting anything done? Um, no, yeah, yeah. Well, I work in a, I work in a distribution center, so that things have to get done. You know, maybe in the office portion of it, some things might lack a little bit here and there, but let's be honest. No one's doing anything today right now. In their office, that couldn't keep them from calling into the best. That's what show. I'm saying. That's about. That's, they, thank you for getting me there. That's basically where I wanted to go. If you're sitting in your cubicle right now, you know, staring at your computer, basically doing nothing, thinking about the holiday, thinking about some time off, thinking about your family and some eggnog, you should be calling us. 
That's what you should be doing. Let's go to 607. Yeah, we'll also take your tweets. Yeah, that too. 607, you're on the air. Hello. Who is this? I do not hear you. Let me see if this is my fault. I don't think so. Are you there? Who's this? Okay. The phone call has ended. So my apologies on that. Uh, I'm not sure why I couldn't hear that individual or vice versa. But 347-756-6276 is the number. Keep trying. We'll see if that works out. Um, all right. So we, um, we, we talked to little Jermaine Jones. You mentioned Zlatan and, and whether or not New England would ever be the type of team to splash cash on Zlatan. You know who would if he has the opportunity? Toronto? Well, mm, no, I don't think so. I think, they're no? too, I think they're too smart for that now. Miami, yeah. Miami, Beckham United, or whatever the hell they're going to be called, would, because David Beckham reportedly said that he would love to bring Zlatan Ibrahimovic to his team. Now, a couple of things. Uh, a couple of things here. One, okay, let's see, let's see if this phone line works. Hello, who's this? Oh, hey, now it's working. This is Alex in uh, Syracuse. Oh, what's up, Alex? Go ahead. Uh, so this is a couple of weeks old, but I kind of wanted the, the Jay Rodius take on it. Uh, Shoot. Bill Neville had been an assistant uh, at Valencia since the summer. He'd been coaching there. And then the team starts playing bad, and they sack their head coach there halfway through the season. Now, instead of Phil taking over, they hire his older brother, Gary Neville, to take over. He just comes over from the, his uh, England national team job to take over Valencia. Is that? I guess my question is, is that when the girl you've been trying to get with finally dumps her boyfriend? But then your older brother just swoops in and takes her away from you. Is that what this is? That's pretty good. There's a little bit of that. I mean, it's like the Civil War, brother against brother. I I, I don't know. No, I they're mean, on the same team. Phil just has to swallow the fact that that he's not the guy. I mean, well, that, let's also remember Phil Neville's only been out of playing for what one year. Gary Neville's been out of out of uh, out of playing for what four years at this point. Well, so in that, that regard, yeah, but, so but, but he Phil has Neville, been out of the game longer. Phil Neville was with the club. He was coaching. Gary Neville was sitting in a studio back in London, talking about you know talking about Champions League games or whatever. I would also say though, I'm, all things being equal, Gary Neville was the better player and had the better career of the two. This is true. True or false? This is true. Okay. Not true. Since yeah. leaving the game, he's been a bigger name. So then Phil then Phil Neville, correct? Yes. Okay. And also he's doing studio work, so they have an idea for what he sees in the game. They have an idea for what he thinks because he's calling games all the time. I'm not saying that makes you a good coach. But I'm also saying one year of assistant coaching doesn't necessarily make you ready to be the full coach. No, either. no, no, no. I'm not sure that that's what Alex is saying. Alex is just saying from from Phil Neville's perspective to to be there, to be standing. Like oh, it's dirty. Yeah, it's so it's actually worse than this, Alex. I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna throw a wrinkle into your analogy. So not only is Phil Neville, not only was Phil Neville waiting for the girl he liked to break. He was the best friend. He was the best friend. He was the confidant. Phil Neville was there for her all the time. And then she broke up with her boyfriend. And instead of going out with Phil, she gives Gary a call. And Gary comes in. Now they're going out. So basically, he's like Ducky. Something in that area, I think. Yeah. He's kind of the Ducky. He's just uh, like, oh, he wishes he was yeah, in the mix. If, if he's du- just a friend. If, if Ducky had an older, better looking older brother. No, I, in that regard, like, let's say, who ended up, was it Patrick, was Andrew McCarthy? Was that the lead guy in that? I believe that's right. Yeah. 
we're talking we're talking uh pretty and pretty and pink for those of you that don't know but i mean listen those two gods let's imagine they're brothers ducky would be phil and uh, andrew mccarthy would be uh, although I, yeah i look i imagine in real life term alex uh phil's probably not not great with it but okay with it i mean come on he just like you said he just started Bro, his we know he may have said hey my brother would be a great choice maybe 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 they're gonna be like a tag team of coaching prowess that can go around europe yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Alex. Yeah, he still hasn't brothers. won a game. By the way, no great a couple of weeks now, and he still hasn't won a game. I don't think. So okay. Well, I, I, you know, I haven't been there. following. Thanks for the call. Is there anything else? Yeah. Okay, there he goes. Good news out. I, I haven't been following. Phil hasn't won a game yet. I mean, uh, Gary hasn't won a game yet as head coach or as the manager at, at Valencia. I like. I would know. <laughs> You're not paying attention to La Liga. I mean, he Dude. is. He is one of your boys from back in the day. True, true. And I listen, I was a big Manu fan in the 90s and uh, a huge fan of Gary Neville because he played uh, fullback, same position I was playing at that time in my life. And I, I always uh, enjoyed watching two of them. I always thought, I always felt bad to Phil Neville to a certain extent because it never seemed like he had a set role and a set position. He was always second fiddle to his brother. But I was thinking about it. There's no great brothers in MLS. No great brothers. Yeah, I don't think we've done the we don't have a have a brother combination yet. We had some twins and those guys in Philly, um, and then we had the Beasley brothers for a short time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you were to put, yeah, okay. So we've had some brothers, just not both of them successful. Very much like Hank Aaron and his little brother, or uh, there's another combination of brothers. Like it's there. There's there used to be this stat. I used to love this stat. The the most number of home runs by a brother combination in Major League Baseball history. And it was like Hank Aaron, 755, and then his brother, five, or something like that. <laughs> like, that's how the- My man chipping in. My man's chipping <laughs> yeah, in on right, that number. Right, right. That was the record. Uh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe, maybe we'll get Whatever there. Whatever happened to Froa do? Uh, he played at George Mason here in, in, in the DC area. And then I don't think, uh, I don't think, I don't think, uh, soccer, professional soccer was in his, was in his future. Uh, ultimately, uh, I don't think he. Uh, I think he had much of a career after that. Freddie's. Uh, Freddie's um, still going. Still doing. Yeah, his thing. resigned with Tampa Bay, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's with, right? the, with, with the Rowdies. You know who also is with the Rowdies? Who's that? Galea Basamonde. I was just thinking about that today. He really? Was, yeah, he's still there. He's twenty. He's twenty four years old. Can you believe it, that? It's like it's like a who's who of old U twenty team. Yeah, something like that. And and Gale had a whole anyway. That was a, I was talking about Matt Miazga today, and maybe we'll come to that on this show. Three four seven seven five six six two seven six. The phone number. We're going to to two thirty p.m. Eastern time for anybody who's wondering about the timing of this thing. Uh, so we're talking about Zlatan. Jared Beckham says he wants Zlatan, or at least this was the report. It came out of a Swedish outlet, so I don't know how legit it is. Is that it, it, by the time Beckham gets his team together, gets his stadium built, gets started, Zlatan's going to be thirty. He's going to be your age. He's going to be thirty-seven, thirty-eight years old. Is Thanks that crazy? Like that? Is, <laughs> it's my Christmas gift to you. Is that is that the way? Is that a player that MLS should want at that point, or Beckham should want at that point? I mean, he's look. He's a big name, huge name. It's. I think I fall in the camp of I got. Ugh. I really want to say I fall in the camp of I want Zlatan at point. But he's also the dude that is totally the person that could put the league on blast if he doesn't play well. You know, like if he's not playing well, I could see him putting the league on blast and not himself. Yeah, I could see that. Sort of complaining about the way things operate here, the quality of the players. I can't get a good pass because everybody around me sucks, that kind of thing. I just hope that unlike Steven Gerrard, someone tells him that he's going to have to fly a lot. 
Because <laughs> I, 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 can you imagine if, if Zlatan, listen, Steven Gerrard complained this much in the offseason. I'm worried what that means for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But God dang, I would like to watch him play here. I would love to see him. I'd love to see the quotes. I would love to see the style of play. You just hope that you're not going to see another Pirlo where he gets here and just like, what? This is the guy? I, I don't, I don't see the guy I remember. Yeah. And you know what? Zlatan is, he's a tall dude. He's six five. So you're going to have to, I mean, look, your DP is always five first class. Like, I don't know. Do people think about this, Jared? Because MLS hmm. teams are required. They get a couple of charter flights a year, right? That they can buy themselves. They're allowed to buy themselves. I mean, uh, I think within the league. I, don't, I think you're pretty much allowed to do whatever you want with, with CONCACAF Champions League or whatever. But Yeah, the, for league games, though, you're allowed so many charters a year. Yeah, so you're allowed so many charters a year for league games. When you fly commercial, like I imagine like the Galaxy always spring for a charter to, like if they have to go to Montreal or Boston or something like that, the long flight, right? You get the charter for that. But if you're flying commercial to Seattle or Denver or whatever, you put the DPs in first class, everybody else got to ride coach. It's like the parents and the kids, right? I bet you if you think about it, if I'm rolling to a business function with the director of my company, he's probably sitting in first class and I'm probably sitting uh, in, in coach. So, I mean, it, uh, granted, at the end of the day, we don't have to go play on a field and play as equals, but I kind of get it. You kind of get it? Really? I, I don't, yeah. I, I think that the, you're talking about team dynamics. And look, even if, even if some random MLS player, the average MLS player who's, who, you know, maybe is okay. Fine. How about a starter? He's a starter for a decent MLS team, and he's got a sick coach, all crunched up. Maybe with a baby next to him. Maybe, maybe there's a drooler, a snorer. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe let's let, let's let, let's throw uh, Dax McCarty out as the as the example. Same Dax McCarty, he's riding coach, right? And any DP that the Newark Red Bulls, or maybe select individuals. I don't know. Here's how I would do it. Here's how I would do it if I was like a, a GM, okay? Rotate I'd let it. my big name DP, yeah, I'd let my big name DP have the first class seat, but I have another one every flight, and that one rotates from every other okay. player, All rotates right. through. Fair enough. Gio in San Antonio, you're on the air. Hey, guys. I um, just wanted to know, hey, Jason, is everything all right, man? This is your third show today. Are they feeding you? I'm all right. What's my, going on? My kid's a little antsy. He's in the studio with me. My kid's a little antsy, and I'm I'm starving, but I'm good, man. <laughs> Look, I get to talk into a microphone for a living. I'm not going to complain about that, Gio. Okay, all right. Just making sure there's no slave labor going on. Here. No, no, no. It's all it's all good. I'm voluntarily. I'm here of my own free free will. Of course, that's what you'd say if you were. <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, Jason, blink twice if you're being held without. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, go ahead, Gio. Uh, yeah, so it looks like the Scorpions are officially dead, and I'm hearing word that uh, USL San Antonio is planning on starting their preseason in February. That's a really fast turnaround, Gio. Um, I, I think you probably want the continuity, though, if you're if you're running that team. So this is the this is the the Spurs that are behind this deal. Correct. Okay. It, uh, from your perspective as a San Antonio guy, I mean, look, it, I think it's a travesty anytime a team dies. But if they're going to continue the, if they're going to try to continue momentum by bringing in this USL team, I guess that's less of a uh, less of a problem. Let's not say it's a travesty every time a team dies. Certain teams need to die. No, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not with that. Teams don't. Teams should not die. Dying teams I, I, are bad. Go ahead, you. I will say this. Um, the Scorpions were not well run. Chris Hockman, uh, the, 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 he was, was a, tr was a terrible 
terrible person to be in charge of the San Antonio Scorpions. Uh, Gordon Hartman was the owner, but it was Hockman making a lot of the day-to-day decisions. He's the one who fired Alan Marcina at baggage claim at the airport on his nice. way back from the last game of the season. Uh, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, there was a whole lot of bad things going on with the Scorpions. They closed down the academy. Uh, you know, they were paying their players scraps because, you know, they had to give all of the profits to uh, the charity that they were supporting, which is a good cause, but at the same time is not conducive to long-term plans for a successful soccer club. Um, so now we've got the Spurs. It's better money. It's one of the best-run uh, professional organizations in the country. Um, you know, frankly, we want MLS in San Antonio, so we're going to support the soccer team that we have and not cry about losing the soccer team that was frankly really, really poorly run in a lot of ways. Now will the new San Antonio team be playing in Toyota field? Yes, they will be playing in Toyota field. Um, in fact, uh, I myself just went by, uh, Toyota field on Friday and bought a whole lot of San Antonio Scorpions gears because now I have a, uh, have really cool legacy items for 20 years down the road when we're trying to honor our soccer history. Oh, you mean when the, uh, when the San Antonio Spurs soccer team changes to the San Antonio uh, Scorpions because they realize that's what it should have been all along, <laughs> kind of like the earthquakes did. No, no, no. It's it's like when uh when the Red Bulls will eventually uh acknowledge that they used to be the Metro Stars and start bringing out the legacy kits. That's what we're going to end up doing, I promise you. Okay. It'll happen. Uh, what, what what is there a name? Is there an identity yet? As of right now, all I've heard is SAFC and uh one document that might be a typo says FCSA. Um and uh if they do that, um, you know, I just hope that we have some kind of good mascot like the Minnesota has the loons. I want I want a bat on our logo. We can be the bats. Uh Freetail Brewing Company has a bat as their logo. That would be an awesome sponsor uh for a USL team. Uh they have a bat on their on their uh on their branding. The bat would go well with black and black and silver for the Spurs. I mean the thing markets itself, but you know, uh of course we'll there's no real word on any kind of identity or anything like that yet. Okay. All right. That's well, I, I, I prefer I prefer if they just went with the Spurs Sporting Club. Go with the Spurs Sporting Club because you already have the Spurs. Just keep it keep it the same. I mean, listen, that's what Barcelona does, Real Madrid does, um, AC Milan. They do it with their their basketball teams and their soccer teams are the same. It's going to same in the name. It's going to confuse people. It's going to confuse people who How don't. How's it going to confuse them if you call them Spurs? Or the Spurs, yeah. or like so the Spurs. The Spurs played today. Oh, the Spurs soccer club played. Spurs today. Sporting Club. You just called the soccer team the Spurs Spurs Sporting Club, you know, or something like uh, in that regard. Let's see, the Sporting Club would be the organization over the top of both of them. Then you have. Are you, you call have, AC Spurs and the other ones the San Antonio Spurs? You call them AC Athletic Club Spurs. Okay, Trevor's in here making jokes that aren't funny, so we're not gonna be, not gonna be sharing that <laughs> one. Uh, Gio, I mean, look, I I, I hope. I hope this doesn't mean resetting things in San Antonio. Although, I guess from everything that we've heard and what you just said, this actually means MLS is closer rather than far away, farther away because Hartman was never going to be the guy. Oh, no. And Hartman was, was the first to admit that he wasn't going to be able to bring MLS to San Antonio on his own. For a long time, he was courting a lot of investors trying to get some bigger money in to help push the bid for MLS. It was one of the reasons that our bid kind of fell apart uh back when there was a lot more expansion talk surrounding San Antonio. 
was that we just couldn't find an investor, and Gordon Hartman wasn't ever going to be able to do it on his own. Um, So Spurs is definitely a much better owner uh, than Hartman is from the get-go. That being said, I want to take this chance to agree with you. I think Spurs SC, I think it sounds cool. I think it would be awesome. But I also think it would be hilariously confusing, and nobody would like it. it. I think it would be confusing. I I, I don't mind it as a name, Jared. I just think it's confusing. And you can't call them Spurs. You'd have to call them the Spurs. Because in America, that's what we do. We add the it's the Spurs, not Spurs, right? Yeah. Uh, Gio, uh, best of luck with uh, with everything. You don't Santa give Sony, you right? don't give humanity enough credit for being able to understand a fairly complex idea. I do right. I don't because they don't. They can't. Look at the the look in the look at the leader in the uh, Republican nomination race, Jared. Uh, Gio. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, man? Uh, no, uh, go Spurs, I guess. All right, appreciate the call, man. Uh, look, I hope he gets Which Spurs do you mean, Gio? I, I hope he gets everything he wants. I hope he gets a good, a good image. And here's the thing. USL is one of those leagues where, look, there's not going to be a ton of, actually, the saving grace maybe is that the, 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 the San Antonio Spurs organization is behind this because they do have the resources to go find somebody who could do good design, good imaging. Cause how many times have we seen these lower division clubs, Jared? The USL teams, the MPSL teams, especially the, the amateur ones, come up with the worst possible name, the worst possible logo, 17 different things in the logo, a, a, a ball with action lines and an animal playing soccer. It's like, what is happening? You know, it's it, as we're talking about uh, Texas-owned teams, I, we didn't even talk about this, I think, in last week's show or even in our pre-show today. Houston Dynamo have a new owner. Yes, they do. That's a big deal. I, I actually wrote hey, something hey, about Brenner. this. I, I wrote something about this being a big deal, not just for the San, uh, not, not just for Houston, which it is for Houston, but because it it finally means the end, the the actual end of multiple club ownership. Jared, that's always yeah. been, that's always been it, a thing. It's a huge MLS. deal. Yeah, and it's finally over. It's finally true that we own every team has its own individual owner. Nobody owns more than one club. At one point, Uncle Phil and AEG owned five teams in this league jared five yeah and now yeah. they own one and that's good that's good for com- for competition and not just that and listen i know phil Amschutz is not going to have the greatest of legacies in houston but listen they got their own stadium they are a healthy club and they still have a franchise in 2015 and they have it now they have an owner and gabriel brenner was actually a, a minority stake owner in this club before so it's not like it's some guy swooping in thinking oh i want to try soccer for a year and right. uh, buying a club yeah this is a guy that's been had his money put his money where his mouth is for a number of years now and is now increasing his stake and just kind of felt it was the right thing to do to kind of get a single owner local involved in this uh in this operation so uh what that means for houston i don't know it means that they can't complain about being the little brother anymore you got to stand on your own two feet now um they can't say that oh we're just a club that no one cared about and no one took an interest in now i don't know if gabriel brenner is he the type of guy that's going to open the pocketbook is he going to be a fiscally conservative kind of owner i don't really know because we haven't seen him in a majority capacity but i don't see them going crazy but what it does mean is that for the first time they own their own identity yeah no no question at all from a houston dynamo fan perspective that the ownership group cares about somebody else more this isn't, I mean, talk about brothers. We did a, a, a brother analogy with the Nevilles earlier. It, it was almost like the Dynamo were the little brother that didn't get as much attention. And 
and whether they, that was true or not, I certainly felt that way for Dynamo fans, Jared. And now that's not a, that, that, that's not a thing they have to deal with anymore. Now they're, they're, they're on their own. Their own owner. Everything should be, um, at least in terms of, of attention and effort, there can be no complaints at all. Yeah, I think it's a really cool move for Houston. It's and it's autonomy, it's ownership, it's individuality, and uh, I, I'm just excited to see where it goes with it. I, Houston's still not the most exciting team for me. I don't think Owen Coyle did much last season to really um, break away from what the opinion of what I have for the Houston Dynamo while. Um, while uh, why am I blanking on who Dom Kinnear was there before him? Yeah, I'd still were kind of, I found them to be very flavorless over the course of the season. Um, but we'll see what we can do with Owen Coyle's second season. Maybe he's had some things going on. He's got a full off season to kind of get this thing on point. And um, I think is it Chris Kennedy still the GM there in in, in uh, Houston? I believe Chris Chris Kennedy's still there. Yes. Okay, so I mean, listen, he's got a guy that's a veteran in this league and knows how how this league is run. Let's see what they can do with an off season. I'm excited to see what this means. Do they buy players? Do they increase their homegrown uh, uh, talent pool? Because, listen, now you have an owner that's local. Maybe he wants to invest local. Houston doesn't necessarily have the track record of developing any real talent within their own system. And you can see just down the road in Dallas, they have no problem. So something in that Texas dynamic is off if Dallas is just left and right finding uh, young players and developing their own talent, and Houston isn't. So hopefully this will be a commitment to um, to local instead of uh, a commitment to being run as a satellite operation. No, I'm with you on that. Um, the, uh, I was going to throw in something else here. Uh, uh, whatever. We'll, we'll move on from there. Good. Congratulations to the Dynamo. Gabriel Brenner stepping in as the majority owner for Houston. Jared, uh, what I wanted to ask you about is if you saw what happened at the Miss Universe pageant last night. Yeah, the, the the hotter chick got this crown taken from her. <laughs> is that appropriate for this venue? Is that Jay Rodius? I was talking about like I was talking about Steve Harvey making. Like, no, I don't look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave my my opinion on Steve Harvey out of this for a second. I'm just like I get cold sweats thinking about doing that, thinking about making that mistake. Now I don't think I'm ever gonna host the Miss Universe pageant, but even being here. Sitting behind this microphone in this one little this little room by myself, like, I got no audience watching me. But every time I make a mistake, I get like I get those douche chills. Like I get like I feel it. I can only imagine if you're up there, millions of people watching that entire crowd, and <laughs> you get it wrong. And then what does he have to do? He has to be like, uh, <laughs> yo, uh, my bad. Um, I couldn't see the card. The it was card. written on the card for him. The card was bad, though. The card was designed poorly. I will say that. Well, are we talking about like hanging chads and stuff now, too? I mean, like you got to have it. It's a card. Just read it. No, I realize that. I realize that he probably should have done a better job of identifying what was uh, the right person. <laughs> that was so bad, man. Maybe he was, was so blinded bad. by the color of his own suit. Yeah, he likes to wear some some shiny suits, some, uh, some some not shiny. In that case, it was white, I think. Uh, all right, three four seven seven five six six two seven six is the phone number here on a a daytime edition of the Best Soccer Show. I don't know. It feels the vibes different, right? Yeah, dude, it's different. You know what's different as well? A lot of players moving around in, in the league. There's a lot of players, and one that we talked about, I think, as recently as last week, officially made a move, and that's Will Johnson. Yeah, uh, Will Johnson, the guy who went out. In Portland with the F Seattle, uh, has moved on to Toronto SC. And, and, and really, Jared, the question for me is how you make this work with Sheru, Bradley, and Will Johnson. 
Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit last week about when you have Bradley and Johnson. At, t- at the time, it was a fictional conversation. I mean, we didn't know for sure it was going to happen or not. But how do you use Michael Bradley? How do you use Will Johnson? Do you play him as a flat? Do you play uh, Bradley ahead of uh, Johnson? And Sheru was probably the most underrated guy on that Toronto run last season. I think he was did a very good job for himself. Do you push him wide? What do you do? And it seems to be an interesting place that they've gotten them into right now. But you, what you can see about Toronto is they're learning. And they're grabbing players that are, first of all, good veterans in this league. And second of all, in regards to the people they just picked up on their back line, good professionals that will sh- help solidify the team around their top talent. Yeah, um, Drew Moore is a, is a solid MLS defender. Steven Bettishore is, I don't know, top 15 fullback in this league, usually. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe he's had a little bit of a drop off recently. Somewhere that range. I, I think was in Vancouver most recently. Yes. They tried yeah. to keep him, but it ultimately it came down to, uh, an opportunity for him to, to go play in, in Toronto, uh, and be part of that project. They, they got better. They got better on paper. No, I mean, if you look at anyone to talk about Toronto, what was their biggest opportunity last season? The biggest opportunity? What do you mean? Yeah, the biggest opportunity for Toronto. Where was their biggest failing last year? Oh, defensively. Defense. Yeah. So already they've gone just to, uh, solidify two of those positions. I think it's a huge increase for last year. And also I think what you're also seeing them put a focus on is how do we relieve the amount of work that Michael Bradley has to do? By giving him a partner in Will Johnson, you got another guy that's industrious. He's going to run the field. He's a leader on the field as well. I'm not sure outside of Michael Bradley how many leaders were on this field. You can't have Josie up front getting red cards for stupid stuff and call him a leader in the locker room, even though he may be one of the highest paid players. Uh, Gio Vinco, I think he's a talent, but I don't know necessarily that he's a leader. Uh, I don't know if I saw anything on, in, over the course of the season that showed me that he was a good leader. But Michael Bradley has been asked to do a lot. On this team. And I yeah. think Will Johnson is a huge piece of that. And Drew Moore, you have a former captain. He captained for the Colorado Rapids for uh, a few years, if I remember correctly. Stephen Bettishower is another good veteran. It's just gone. I-, I would put my money early on on TFC going deep, deep next season. Really? All right. Well, we, I think know, so. It matters how everybody else improves as well and, and who gets, uh, you know, who gets better, who reinforces. I, I have my doubts about DC United, but they always manage to scrape together results. Uh, we know the Rebels, they should be good again. I mean, they weren't good enough in the playoffs to get over the hump and beat Columbus, but they, they should be good again. Um, Montreal, that's a million, that's a lot. There's a big question of Montreal for me right now. They got Piotti, they have some talented pieces, but Didier Drogba, if he decides to, to answer the siren call and go back to Chelsea to be part of uh, a coaching staff, that leaves Montreal in a big bind, Jared. Yeah, that's a huge, huge piece because you saw the difference that made for Montreal down the stretch, having a player like Didier Drogba that basically could take over a season. So uh, a huge piece of that if that goes the other way. I really hope, selfishly, that Drogba plays one more season in MLS before going back, but um, you can't fault the guy if he wants to be part of something that's been his life for uh, most of his adult career, and that's uh, playing for Chelsea in London and wanting to be a part of that future in some way. Yep. Uh, whether or not uh, uh, Drogba leaves will may may be the determining factor, at least for the first half of of Montreal season. Mo- by the way, Drogba is the biggest argument for signing Zlatan. You real that that that's obvious, right? I mean, the, what Drogba did in eleven games is w- exactly why you would make the argument to go sign Zlatan. And Zlatan's gonna make it more interesting. He's gonna make it more fun. Yeah, definitely more fun than uh, than what you saw with uh, Didier Drogba. But Didier Drogba came over with the right attitude, too. And that's something I was wondering how that would go. And that's something that is a question mark for me with Zlatan, is that 
he is outspoken. Now, while Drogba isn't necessarily reserved, he, I don't think he's nearly outspoken as, as Latan. And I don't also think that Latan likes to put his name out there and he likes to be part of the show. And it worries me to a little extent that what he would do with that limelight and Maybe it's just me still being that that guy in MLS. I'm worried that all this could go away somehow. Do you I'm think- worried that all all this stuff could go away, and I'm worried about how we're seen overseas. And I think Zlatan would be just as likely to say the quality here is great, as opposed to saying the quality here is trash. Yeah, I I, I'm, I mean, I think that even Zlatan doing that though is uh, a PR win for MLS, just in terms of, in the, in the sense that no... To say know, that the league is trash? Yeah, I mean, first of all, he would have to back that up by scoring a lot of goals. Like, he would have to dominate in order for it to, to, to really resonate. No, because he can play the card, well, I can't score because my teammates around me aren't good enough. Okay, fine, but he's still, he's Laton. He talks a lot. He says a lot of controversial things. It's not as though... It's not as though people are going to hold on to that forever. It's It's just a moment, and I think... It would draw attention to the league, and you have people defending the league coming out and saying, "Shut up, Liz, uh, shut up to Zlatan," and then we have a fight, a, you know, a, a media fight on our hands, which I would enjoy immensely. Okay, with regards to with regards to Zlatan and David Beckham's Miami, I got to pick your poison for you then. If you had, you can only sign one player and bring him to FC Miami or whatever it's going to be called. Would you rather David Beckham bring Zlatan at his age or Wayne Rooney? Wow, that's a wow. Uh, my personal preference is Zlatan. I like Zlatan as a player better. He uh, he probably has less left in his. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Rooney started his career so young that that's what everybody's talking about now. He's got so many miles on his legs, et cetera, et cetera. I think Zlatan brings you more in the end than Wayne Rooney does. I think he brings you more off the field for sure. Um, and I, I think Wayne Rooney would be a better Kaka like fit okay. in terms of he can play that, play anywhere between that 10 and that nine role. You see Kaka go back and forth between. And I think he'd be a better player on the field, obviously, over the number of, uh, of good years he has still has left in him. But I agree that Satan is just a different level. He's one of the only players you can still bring in that's a headline. Yeah. I mean, you could bring Messi, you could bring Ronaldo, and after those two, there's only one. Yeah. Zlatan's the only guy named big enough out there that's actually going to make waves if you bring him. I think that's probably true. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about a guy who's been the third best player in the world for a long time. He might not be now. I mean, Neymar's certainly fantastic, yeah. and there are other great players, and, and he is 34 now. But, I, uh, yeah, like you said, it was always it was always Messi, Ronaldo, and then Zlatan? Yeah, probably Zlatan, you know, and, and that's that's pretty big. And, you know... Um, he once got into a training ground fight with the Gucci Onewu, which is always a good thing. I'm sure. So you, you hope. So you hope Beckham signs uh, Onewu. Is he still with Crystal Palace or something there, or Queens oh Park Rangers, gosh. or where was he? Has Has Gucci not not followed, uh, not uh, hung up yet? Has he not retired? I, last I heard, he was still uh, playing in England somewhere, oh, but I'm not sure exactly what team you know, or I had a, uh, who he was with. I had a. He's a uh, Gucci's 33. He's. Charlton Athletic three appearances. Athletic. That's well. That's what that's what Wiki says. I don't know what his current situation is. Okay. Uh, no, that was from that was three in appearances. May. I've probably what's been what twelve to fourteen games so far this season. No, no, no. That was in May. I don't know where he is now. Oh, that was in May. Yeah, that was and his contract was not renewed. So I don't, I don't, I don't think Aguchi has a team right now. I think Aguchi and Yebu. Man, we don't have to talk about the tragedy that is. The How did he of, never come back to DC? I don't think he's got anything left, man. I really don't think it's. There I'm not saying him. now, but how did that happen two years ago? It probably you know, should. Where have. They, 
I think he's. Yeah, I listen, think he's they they used Bobby Boswell for two more years. They could have gotten Ogichi on way. I'm not saying he's better. I don't know if he's better or not. But that was you could brought a hometown guy back. Yeah, I think that maybe Aguchi's just got his pride is too big. Like he just he just didn't want to come back to MLS or not come back to MLS playing MLS at all. Um, said you know yeah. I mean, yeah, three appearances with the Charlton Athletic. Athletic, that's a way to go out strong. I, I I know, I know, no, I know, I know. But some guys just they can't let it go. I'm. I just did a. I just did a, a, a Google search on on Gooch, and there's nothing. Like there's nothing. Like news wise, there's nothing there. It's nothing since October, and and he got referenced by in a a story that wasn't even about him in October. So I don't know what's going on with Gooch yet. Anyway, you got to start a hashtag. Where's Gooch? Yeah, I, you know, I had another one of those moments today because I was like. Mario Balotelli should play in MLS. Wait, where is Mario Balotelli playing? Does anybody? He's only twenty-five, by the way. Where is he playing? Oh, he's at Milan, but he's not actually playing. He's quote unquote injured at Milan right now. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, uh, other players that uh, moved around uh, so far in uh, this off season. Uh, I think some of the the biggest moves out there. Obviously, we saw Joe, Will Johnson, um, Joe Bendick moves to Orlando from Toronto F- Toronto FC, and um, the other one. I think this happened since our last show. Marco Papa goes to Colorado. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about that move? Uh, I think it's a salary dump move by the Sounders. Sounds like that to me. And and they yeah they won't they won't be in Concacaf Champions League this season. They have um, who's the who's the 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 signing that they had the forward that whatever. There's they brought somebody in mid season that has essentially taken over Papa's role. Uh, that's going to make it you know it was gonna, always going to make it hard for them to hold on to Marco Papa. So it's uh you know it's a matter. So of, I I see there's two camps here. Does Marco Papa going to Colorado? That means finally he can be the guy like he was in Chicago. He was the guy. Yeah. Okay. At Chicago. Yeah. But. Is Colorado good enough? Is Marco Papa still good enough to that? That means teams are going to game plan for Marco Papa now. That's mm. who they're going. If you're going up against Colorado, who else are you going to game plan for besides Marco Papa? That's the guy now. How's he going to combat when he before he was third option, sometimes off the bench, but a ridiculously good role player for Seattle? Yeah, I don't think he's good enough for that anymore. I really don't. I don't. Th- I don't think he's good enough to be the central figure, the central creative figure in any team, much less a Colorado team that was d- disastrous last year. It's still uh, a good pickup for Colorado. Colorado no, though, right? I, I don't think it's a bad move for Colorado. I just, it's 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 a it's a average move for Colorado. I mean, it's it's one of those moves where, you know, ten years ago you've been like, oh, that's that's pretty good. In a modern MLS context, it's not good enough. It's not. You know what's crazy is that Colorado still has so many of the pieces that were there when um, Oscar. Uh, why am I like? Yeah, when Oscar Pereja was was there, and you just don't even think about him anymore. Remember how hot those kids were? Do you remember yeah. how much flavor they had? Do you remember how much we talked about them? That team hasn't changed well, that much. They, they, okay, so they still have the two the two Dylans, Dylan Cerna, Dylan Powers. They don't. They, Shane O'Neill. Shane O'Neill was sold. Shane O'Neill is no longer a Colorado Rapid. Uh, he, when did they sell him? That was last. That was that was a while back. He's the. So I was I mentioned Matt, Matt Miazga and he wants to go to to Europe, right? So Shane O'Neill is in Belgium right now with a team he's not play, made a an appearance for, uh, and it's all because he went through that weird Cyprus thing where he was sold to a team in Cyprus. Like oh, Danielle I remember Henry. that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah. they they had sold him before he was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand it. There's a I, I talked about it on SiriusXM today. There's a piece by Will Parchman that kind of outlines the individuals that are behind those kind of moves. There's a couple of guys that are pretty shady agent types or th- third party owner types, and 
I, I hope it doesn't happen to Matt Miazga. I, Shane O'Neill has an Irish passport, so I don't know why he had to go through all of that nonsense. But now he's in Belgium. So anyway, that, that is at least one piece of that young team that they did get, that, that did move on from that Colorado Rapids side. Again, I don't think it's a bad move, Jared. There's no way to say. Chris Cloutier has moved on as well. He, well, yeah, that, that actually, he was with Columbus. Now he's with Portland. That actually, yeah, he uh, moved yeah. on since, uh, since, uh, Osprey was there, I'm saying. Right, exactly. Uh, so I, I don't, I mean, it, it's just a meh kind of move, isn't it? I mean, Marco Pop is a nice player, but he's not a, he, he's not Diego Valeri. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not sure what Colorado needs at this point. Uh, they they need a striker, yeah. They need a midfielder, yeah. They need a defender. You just got rid of Drew Moore, yeah. I mean, what don't they need? I don't know. I think what Colorado needs more than anything else is a guy to build around, and I don't see who that is right now. I don't see the guy that you're going to build around, whether he be American or foreign or anything like that. And I also don't see the veteran that's going to lead. You can't ask Marco Papa, I think, as a veteran to lead this team when he himself had to go through rehabilitation and stuff last year. His character's a little bit in question, I think, because of that. And I don't know what Pablo Masterani and the team up there in Colorado are hoping to do with this. They got talent, like, no doubt. Marco Papa has talent, but I just don't see what you're going to do with him at this point and who he's going to combine with at it's, this it's, point. It's a, it's a status quo stay pat kind of move i mean it's a it's a maintain a level kind of move right it's not a we're not it's not being ambitious it's not going out there and trying to make a splash and even if you don't want to make a splash pr wise it's not going out and finding a player who can really make a a gigantic difference is marco papa going to be a five and ten guy next year i don't think so not this stage of his career i think so no that's what but that's what you need if if you're the if you're the colorado rapids isn't that what you need you know as a creative player you need a five and ten Right? Yeah, you need a five and ten. Yeah, I was thinking you need somewhere in the, in that regard, if not more. Um, but just looking at the roster for this club right now, the, the Colorado roster. I mean, uh, I, I just don't see who on this team. I, 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 you got Marlon Harrist and Zach McBath and Clint Irwin in the, in the pipes. Dylan Powers, like we talked before, Marcelo Sarvis, you know I love. That'd be nice. I do. I mean, I would like to see those two play together, Sarvis and Papa, and see how that works. But Papa's been playing wide for so long. I'm not sure if he can come back in the middle now and be I don't think he's got uh, that. useful there. I don't think he's got the work rate to play in the middle in MLS. Not anymore. And I don't know that he ever was really that successful there anyway. The guy, the guy is an isolation player. He's a, he's a he crosses the ball right. So. How is that going to lead to anything great for anyway? We spent a lot of time on Marco Papa. I wanted to bring this. Um, uh, I wanted to bring up Lee Wen because we were talking about the Eastern Conference, and you yeah. know, you said uh, you're going to put money on TFC to make a deep run. Again, on paper, they've gotten better. They started to shore up that defensive uh, situation. That's good for them. They concede less goals in 2016. They could be a deep run playoff team. The New England Revolution made it to that knockout round game. Crashed out. We know about the Jermaine Jones suspension, six games, basically accosting Mark Geiger. Lee wins another key figure in that team, and I don't know. I don't know what I should expect out of them in the off season. But there's been some some interesting quotes in the Vietnamese news world, Jared, about Lee Win, which I follow closely. I know you got a, you like a Google alert for like Vietnamese yeah. football or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I guess Lee Win went to Vietnam. Uh, first of all, my man's getting paparazzi treatment. Like I knew he was a big deal, but that's that. This is legit. Like this is not messing around. Picture t- uh, picture wise, is it? No, no. I, I he's huge. 
He's huge over there, and I, I dig that about him. And I dig that he's oh, – I don't know if that's his wife or what, but, I mean, my man's got some good stuff going for him. So he Lee Wynn is in – uh, he arrives in Ho Chi Minh City, what, yesterday? No, last week, or uh, some point last week. And he's asked, he's immediately asked by the press there about coming back to play in Vietnam because that's where he was playing before he decided to move back to MLS. And he said some things basically like, yeah, I could see myself coming back here. And not, there was, an, it, it, there was it, the essence of it seemed to be he wasn't completely happy. So now you have Jermaine Jones upset over the 80% pay cut they want him to take. You got Lee Wynn in Vietnam. Now, maybe he's just being like accommodating to the Vietnamese press, Jared. Maybe this isn't actually how he feels. He's just being nice to them. He used to play there. He probably still has a ton of friends there. He's obviously Vietnamese. I, I don't, I don't know, but it, I think you're caught between two things. If you're, if you're Lee Wynn here, what else are you going to say? No, that's right. No, yeah. this level isn't good enough for me anymore. No, I'm, I'm past the, the, you, 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 you just got mobbed by paparazzi when you get off the plane in Vietnam. You're a star there. You're not going to turn your back on that. So, uh, so you're going to say, yeah, I can see myself coming back here. It's just like Zlatan Ibrahimovic right now in France is going, yeah, I can see myself playing in MLS one day. What are you going to do? Kill your options right. in the press? Yeah, you're right. That's so, exactly what it is. But, but the, what works against Lee Wynn right now is the fact that Jermaine Jones is fighting this battle with his contract. So now you're going to start connecting dots that maybe you should or maybe you shouldn't connect and think that, oh, man, maybe Lee Wynn's not happy in New England either. Maybe they're not paying him. Maybe they're not taking care of him. And now you start to wonder, are there two, your two biggest pieces in New England both in jeopardy instead of yeah. just one? Yeah, I, I mean, I just think it speaks to some... You know, the, the, it, whether or not you want to put this on the revs are run poorly or their, their leadership is bad or they're incompetent. I, I don't know, but certainly they have a problem trying to compete at this level in this MLS. It's very much the same way DC United has a problem trying to compete at this level in this MLS. Um, you know, Columbus is just now trying to get their claws into what MLS 2.0 is actually about now that they've rebranded and they've gotten some momentum. They obviously made an MLS Cup final and hosted. Uh, I think you're starting to see, you know, the clubs with new, new stadiums are obviously pulling themselves into that new era. But for, for a club like New England, I mean, it's, it might not be a money issue, but you're not, it's not like the Crafts are going to run that team at a deficit forever, Jared. No, I, I would hope that they're not going to run it forever, but I just don't see the Crafts ever getting out of it. If they don't want to run it, they're, they're not going to, yeah, they don't have to run at the deficit, first of all, because they don't spend money and they own their own stadium. Well, that's what I and mean, it's though. cheaper for them to play that's in, in Gillette. The, that's the reason not to spend money is so that they don't go into the red. Because if you go out and you spend, I mean, they, they spent, they, they gave Jermaine Jones $2.8 million or whatever. You go out into the world and you really make a run and put together a top quality soccer club, even in MLS, even in what that means, maybe go win an MLS Cup. And they got very close last year. So maybe they think they can just go with what they got. It takes money usually, and they're not ones to go spend money. So now you've got an upset Jermaine Jones with this pay cut looming if he wants to stay. Uh, Lee Wynn wasn't happy with his contract. He was, remember, he was boycotting practices, Jared. It was bad for a while. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this is a shot across the bow to New England. Hey, listen, you got me under contract, but I just want to let you know I got options. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I wonder sometimes. I mean, we talk a lot about how, you know, we want players, especially young American players, to challenge themselves, to go, you know, to go to Europe, to try to reach the top level. If you're Lee Wayne, okay, you started out 
in Holland, right? And and your career didn't exactly go the way you wanted it to, but you had a cup of coffee in some European locales. You did your thing. You went to Vietnam. You made good coin. I'm pretty sure he got paid. And he's a superstar. And he's a a celebrity. And he's you know he get does does MLS start to have a less and less of a pull on a guy like that, especially if part of the reason he came back here was trying to make his way to the national team and all he's gotten is a couple of little dink, rinky dink shots. And that's where I was going to go with that is that, I mean, his, his ability to make the national team goes effectively dead if he goes back to Vietnam. But the question is, does he have a future anyway? Um, I, I think one of the biggest misses of Klinsman's tenure over the last few years is the fact he hasn't found a way to get Lee Wynn involved in this team. He hasn't found a way to get Benny Failhaber in, involved in this team. <clears throat> so if you're Lee Wynn, yeah, man, all things being equal, why not go someplace where you can be a Don, to be the Don Juan of Saigon and put some cash in your pocket yeah. and be a big deal and not worry about it? Listen, I don't want to worry about the national team anymore. I don't want that to be a, a problem for me. Maybe you do go, but I have a problem thinking that he's going to really get too much more money than he has here in, in the U.S. No, so it's a matter of lifestyle. It's a matter of, of uh, you know, hey, you know, that's side coin in Vietnam way better than the side coin in, D- in the United States. Oh, yeah, he could be hawking Vietnamese energy drinks tomorrow. I mean, that's why he's there. He's, he's going to be he's part of a, pro- a promotion for uh, food and tourism in Ho Chi Minh City. So clearly he's still got pull. Even though he's not playing there anymore, they're still watching him. I mean, and part of that is okay. Let's let's be honest. Vietnam, Vietnamese soccer is kind of crap, but you know, it's it's it just goes to show you. I mean, I think it just illustrates the that player decisions aren't always as straightforward as we imagine them to be. I mean, why was he playing in Vietnam in the first place? Well, because they valued him, right? I mean, it may not be a top league, but they valued him, and he wasn't getting that anywhere else. Yeah, he had a tough stint after his time in PSV Eindhoven and ended up in Vietnam. That was a, uh, I would say it was a safety net for him and allowed him to get rediscovered and get re- re-resurrect his career in some place that was safe and, and uh, I would say comfortable for him. Toronto takes, uh, not Toronto, excuse me, Vancouver takes the risk, brings him over, doesn't work out with them initially, and their loss is New England's gain and the rest of it's written from there. And Lee wins a quality player. He's probably top five mid center midfielder in the U.S. Um, I mean, if you want to put him on a creative 10 kind of spot, I mean, it's, uh, you know, in MLS, is that what you're saying? Or, or, I'd say in the U.S. pool, in the U.S. pool. Oh, in the U.S. pool is definitely top five. Yeah, hundred, yeah, easily top five. And cause there's just, it's just not that. I mean, and then even in, even then you, you're including Benny Failhaber, who's never going to get in the national team ever, 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 ever again. And he's, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. All right. We're getting very, very close to the end of this, uh, daytime episode. It's like, it's almost like a soap opera version of soccer morning. Only we don't have as much, like I'm not in a coma. This should be more murder and intrigue. You're not sleeping with my wife. Like it doesn't, yeah, have... neither, neither of us are getting laid in this. No, either. I know. How is that? Yeah. If we were really going to do a soccer morning, soccer morning, a, a best soccer show, uh, dramatic version, a soap opera. I'd have know. an eye patch. Would you? Would you have to? Yeah, Trevor, Trevor would have to come back from the dead at least twice. Probably. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we'd have to have. Well, it would be the least sexy one ever because there's no females. We would no have. No females. No, none. We, well, we, we have some, I know we have some, some women listeners out there. They would have to be involved somehow. We, we would probably have to be like fighting a, a hostile takeover from some corporation for the best soccer show or something. They were going to, completely break uh, like like uh, shut us down and then that meant that we had to have you know they're, they're <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> I, I think the pro- the promotion relegation contingent is after us oh good lord oh man they would have to be involved somehow yeah 100 percent. all right um we are off until after christmas and i'm not sure exactly what's happening yet next week jared do we know and 
Not quite yet. Um, I, I'll be available in the evening. I, mean, I can tell you that, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see what, what comes down. Yeah, there, there may be some... Uh, there, there, look, it's, it's the holiday season. Obviously, you guys all understand there may be some family stuff that comes up for one or both of us, and that may dictate our schedule towards the end of the year. But at the very least, you know, we'll be back in 2016 uh, to bring you some more Best Soccer Show nonsense. All right, anything else? Any, anything we didn't cover that you missed? You feel like we missed? Anything? I think that Danny Williams' goal this weekend for Reading deserves an old baby. Okay, though. we have. I don't know that I've handed out an old baby. In a very, very long time. And, uh, no bonus show this week. I'm gonna put that out there. Or no, we're gonna do one, but we didn't, we're not gonna do it today. Uh, I think that's what we came down to. Okay, so that's a, there's a possible, possibility of a bonus show, just not today. I do have to run. Uh, and I do wanna make sure that at some point in the near future, and let me know, people out there listening, if you actually want me to do this, let me know. If not, we'll, we'll skip it. I was gonna, I was gonna do either a bonus show or some sort of thing where we go through the entire soundboard and start, you know, t- either telling the story of where they came from or maybe start clearing some things out and refreshing a bit, Jared. It seems like maybe five years is time to start refreshing things a little bit. Four and a half years. Yeah, we're getting the five year itch. Okay. There. Let's do that. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Again, um, uh, happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Playing hot dogs and donuts oh, with two fangirls in the locker room. That's a bonus one for everybody. Let's, that one's uh, not going anywhere. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk to you guys next week or maybe later. Bye.